In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Indoc-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made, and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. Yo. Say what? We're back. Welcome back to episode 45 of the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Coindoc Pro. We are your hosts. I'm Jake. We're, we're going reverse now? Yeah. Reverse. We're switching it up. Oh. Idiot. <laughs> I'm the idiot. <laughs> no. Oh. No, he's the idiot. Oh. You're the idiot. He's the idiot. I'm the other Jake. Yeah, there we go. And guest host Pruitt. A.K.A. the idiot. That went backwards. <laughs> <sighs> At the table, it was doing the left-hand path, okay? Oh, true. That is true. Wait a minute. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Counterclockwise? It was doing something, dude. Yeah. I don't know. That just blew my mind. Dude. Anyway, dude. Mind blown. Episode 45 got a special one for you this week folks sorry about last week um luke got old and forgot that we do a podcast on thursdays <laughs> so um yeah sorry about that yep was last week my fault or luke's fault no it was luke's, it was luke's fault that's right luke's fault luke's fault but i made up for it he did this week that yes this is true folks he decided to graciously provide for the rest of the cast, namely me. Yeah. You. Uh, the Ultra Tall Boys Liquid Death Severed Lime, 19.2 fluid, fluid ounces over the old school 16.9. And these things are quite long. <laughs> That's so, what she said. Yep. Here's to the cast. And. That was actually your birthday gift to Luke. Oh, yeah, true. And he also provided us with some zero sugar uh, Tillamook meat sticks, which are actually really damn good. Smells like meat. Smells like meat and shame. <laughs> <laughs> and that meat smell is not coming from that bag. Yes, it's <laughs> not it's coming shame. from. <laughs> uh, it's my sweat. <laughs> So, yeah. I sweat me. Uh, but, we, yeah, we got a special cast for you tonight. So we're going to we're gonna go ahead and... Oh, nice. There we go. You get a little campfire going on here in Studio G. Uh, now my balls get to last. Now it's nice and warm. 
been snowing, so... Yes, we, we are on it. to winter number, what, five this year? About, probably around, right? Yeah. Winter five. Thanks, Bill Gates. Well, we, you're welcome. We salute you. And your stupidity. But no, there's some serious weather wars going on. Uh, over the weekend, it was beautiful, and then they were just doing mad trails Saturday over the city and then the storm came and then more trails mixed with the storm snow sleet snow off and on all day yes wicked today it's awesome because I literally just overseeded my yard last week I had my true green come out and do the fertilizing and boom it snowed this morning so Thank you, sir, for we allowing don't me to waste all that money. <laughs> True Green, but we have the other another company, so same thing. Yeah, the Weed Man. No, not Hug. Not Hug. Not Hug. Or <laughs> the one we used when out of business, and this guy bought it. Oh, this year, so. I've used Sinsky before, and then Weed Man. We used Boise Lawn, and they went out of business this year. We used them for like four years or something, and so this guy just took over. Hmm. Sounds, awesome. sounds like a winner. We're going to find out. Going to find out if you got <laughs> green grass or not. Or if you got dead spots like me. I had grubs last year. Grubs? Grubs. They wrecked my front yard and most of my backyard. Fucking so, scrubs. Scrubs and grubs. <laughs> anyway. So just for a future update, next week we're not going to be podcasting because I am going to be at fault. I'll be out of town. Out of the office. Out of the office. Triple O, dog. And I'll be back the following week, so we'll try to get to a cast then. People, you know what I mean? Keep your manners on. But yeah, so crazy stuff's been going on, man. Did you guys see that dairy? Yeah. Texas explosion, Texas dairy explosion. 18,000 cattle got killed. When I first read it, I thought it was going to be meat cattle. So I better eat a meat stick while I can. That's it. When I sent it to you guys, I was like, I was, a, I didn't read it clear, and I was like, oh shit, oh, it's just dairy ones though. I thought it's gonna be a big meat shortage. But Probably something, dude. But I'm like, you know what? No milk for your cereal, dog. <laughs> That's right. I eat that shit dry. <laughs> or with water. Or with <laughs> water. I love frosted mini wheats with water. It tastes so good. <laughs> We've been there, grown up. <laughs> Go out morning before school, and like ah, milk. There's like this much in there. <laughs> Try it with water, I guess. What kind of cereal was it? Oh, it was multiple different times. Oh. Or when you pour bad milk on it, you take one bite. <laughs> so I've got, I've got a little cereal story. Um, I think I was in junior high. And my mom used to buy us those Cheerios, like the regular, not the Honey Nut Cheerios, but the regular-ass Cheerios. That Better have some sugar on you, dog. <laughs> yeah, disgusting. So the plan was you always took some sugar and sprinkled it over the thing and then scraped the bottom of the bowl and oh, you had yeah. sugar, milk, and water, right? Hell yeah. Well, I was obviously a little tired in the morning, and I threw a massive amount of salt. <laughs> like, like three tablespoons of salt <laughs> on these Cheerios. And then, you know, because I'm a sugar addict, 
Like I scrape the bottom of the bowl <laughs> and I get like a whole spoonful of sugar and then like three Cheerios. Oh, bro. <laughs> Massive, <laughs> massive spoonful of salt. Oh, it's disgusting. That's when you do pull the Dumb and Dumber. Oh, <laughs> um, good. This is so good. Why don't you eat up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was bad, bro. Bad. When I was in high school, we'd go to, <clears throat> I think it was Denny's, um, you know, on the weekend nights after being cool and hanging out downtown oh doing the cruise yeah. we'd take the trannies. tops off of the salt shakers and put a little mm. piece of napkin and then fill it up you with dicks sugar. dude okay go ahead yeah, fill it up with sugar and put the cap back on <laughs> you guys were probably the dicks that like to take the salt and then unscrew it all the way and then screw it just barely onto the top so then guys like me would yep. grab the salt go wham and it would dump the entire <laughs> bottle or uh, the plastic salt and pepper shakers we'd spin like a penny and then slam it down on it so that when people pick it up the bottom would be broken out oh dude well that was like that when you were working at sports that time and I had that bottle of ketchup <laughs> And oh. you gave me all those rock stars that they came in and, yeah, here's this. And I was getting my fries or going to catch up my fries and shook the ketchup and the lid came off. And oh, dude. <laughs> I was so pissed off. But he you gave me rock stars. Yeah. So I was like, Sweet. All right. Yeah. I remember one time we went to Great Wall, the Chinese buffet. I went there with Kenny and his brother. And like an idiot, dude, I, you know, we go get all of our food because it's a buffet. So you go get like a massive amount of Chinese food. And then I'm the guy that always sits down with my food and then goes and washes my hands and then comes back and eat. So I did that. I came back and I had gotten a, one of those little uh, containers full of jello that was like on my tray. And there's this big pile of white granular stuff all over the jello. And I'm like, you dicks. What'd you guys pour on that? That's salt, isn't it? And they're like, no, 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 no. It's sugar. And I was like, no, it's probably salt, isn't it? And they're like, no, it's sugar, dude. We wouldn't do that to you. We know you like sugar. I was like, what a bunch of dicks. <laughs> so then when it was time to eat dessert, I decided, ah, these guys aren't that bad. They wouldn't do that to me. So I took a massive pile of salty jello right in the mouth, dude. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know that I would call it that. <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) (laughs) But no, for real. I was like, you guys are the biggest dickheads ever. Certain friends you can trust with your food and certain friends you cannot. I can trust you guys with my food. Oh, I wouldn't fuck around with food. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I always would be like, here's this, try this. I wouldn't be like sneaking shit in. Yeah. Kenny and his brother were exact opposite. (laughs) I hope you guys both got salty, salty ass food one time right in your mouth. Just for that. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. Um, dude, there's been spies getting arrested everywhere. They yeah. arrested that National Guard kid for leaking that Ukrainian, quote, war stuff. They wasted no time arresting that fool. Yeah. They arrested him with a SWAT team. 
Yeah, I think I sent that to you guys like first yeah. thing in the morning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just like boom. It was like last weekend or something. Yeah. And then they arrested those Chinese spies that were in New mm-hmm. York that were running their little fake police operation. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. You guys can eat it. Both of you. I hope you I, bo- I hope both of you are listening to this right now. It's only coming out because it. of the balloon thing. Yeah. Like they didn't know before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of a they want to act like it's a we're doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. See? Yeah. They act like, oh, there's nothing going on. See, China's like, no, no, we're, we're totally cool. Everything's cool. It's like, really? You're running around. You got secret police over here that are shaking down, you know, family of citizens that are back there. Yeah. Hope they rubber hose you boys. <laughs> <laughs> then I s- what? Or mess with your food. I hope they mess with your food so bad in prison. <laughs> Just lots like of wipe, salt. yeah, lots of salt, or wipe their nuts on there. <laughs> nut wipe, tea bag it. You nut wipe. <laughs> uh, and then I hope you eat it all, <laughs> all of it. And then afterward, they show you the picture of the. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and then you can't throw up. <laughs> you just try to eat. Nothing comes up. It just digests in your body. All of it. <laughs> and then uh, I saw today that Fox News settled with Dominion in that defamation lawsuit. $787 million. Wow. How is that even a legitimate amount of money? Uh, it's like the whole Alex Jones thing. We're suing you for a trillion dollars. <laughs> a quadzillion. <laughs> Take totally that. gonna you get You know, it. yeah. Seven hundred and eighty seven, by the way, adds up to twenty two. Double eleven's magic people. They gotta be in your face. Yeah. Just like that bitch Lilith. <laughs> Lilith. Oh man. Did you see what just happened to me? Mm-hmm. The D juice. As soon as I said oh. that, it went boom and right into my eye. It's what she said. Don't worry, I'll be fine. People, never gonna. They're never There's gonna take me down. There's some toxic masculinity in this room right now, mm-hmm. dude. Did you see that? Um, the new terms that the FBI added to the terrorism list. Yeah. What is it? Red pill. Red pill <laughs> and based and shit like that. Based. I don't even know what that is. But like, I just see it on videos all the time. But based Red or pill. biased? Based. Based. Like turkey based. Something. Red pill. Really? Yeah. That's a terrorism term now, dude. Kid yeah. grief. Red pill. Red pill. Red, red pill. pill. <laughs> red dawn. Red pill. Red dawn. Wolverines. <laughs> That's what this place is gonna be like soon, dude. We're all gonna be in a prison camp, dude. And then we're gonna have to escape just like they did, mm-hmm. or they tried to. But we won't have Patrick Swayze on our side. Go pick up his corpse, I guess. Don't worry, dog. We'll be fine. And we wouldn't want Charlie Sheen. No. Or that little squirt, what's his name? See Thomas Howell, was he in that one? Or is that just The Outsiders? I think he was in it. Was he? He was in all those 80s movies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who's that little squirt that played Rudy? Rudy. Rudy. Oh. Sean Aston. Sean Aston, yeah. Aston. 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 Hit up your friend. Find out what the correct. <laughs> correct. Hey, Sean, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's <laughs> up? Dog. How do you pronounce your name? Is it Aston? <laughs> <laughs> or Austin, like Stone Cold. <laughs> Shoot a little light on the subject. Shoot a light on the subject. But for real though, dude, seven hundred eighty-seven million dollar lawsuit. Like, how? Give me a break. Like, yeah. and I know it's Fox News, and they're probably worth a grip of money, but seven hundred and eighty-seven million dollars. Like, it's getting a little excessive and retarded at this point. Well, I mean, with the collapse of the dollar, that's like fifty bucks. Yeah, really true. So. Can afford it. Fox only owes like 50 bucks. It's cool. And then the enforcer just sent this over to me before we went live at Studio G with live. the campfire. With the campfire in the middle of the room. Uh, 600 pound satellite is supposed to crash into Earth tomorrow. Sick. Mm. Where yeah. at? Uh, don't know. Probably right over your house. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> or Jake's house. Or my house. Um, it just says... It'll be big enough to cover all of our houses. NASA says that tomorrow a 600-pound satellite called the Ryuven Ramati High Energy Solar Spectroscopic Imager will crash into Earth after two decades in outer space. Most of the satellite will burn up during its descent, but there's still a chance pieces could hit humans. Hmm. And I don't know if this Take is. Your own I don't know if this is true or if this is uh, one of those funny, gotta be funny things. So, I think I did see something about. There it is. It's coming in. Yep. Oh <laughs> shit! Shit! <laughs> it just hits your car out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no need washing that thing. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Uh, so who knows? Maybe that will have something to do with old nuclear 23rd. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that all about, all the way? By yeah. the way? You texted us. Yeah, yeah. you said it. Was fake fuck. news or is this debunked? Snopes. We need to get Snopes. Um, I'm pretty sure Snopes debunked that, but we need it to get him online here. I got busy and didn't actually look into it. Just got a text that said that uh, on the 23rd. There was uh, supposedly going to be a emergency broadcast warning about a nuclear emergency. Nuclear. So got an inside source. Nuclear. 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 Anyway, so. But like good luck were, to y'all. <laughs> like you were saying with that, Klaus Schwab. Oh, yeah, thing. that's right. I had mentioned that. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the cast, but he had said something like, you have 90 days to prepare or something like that, and this was like 90 days ago. <laughs> and I remember days. counting forward trying to figure out what that day would land on, and the closest I could come to like, would be Earth Day, but I didn't know when he actually made the comment, mm-hmm. but it would have been somewhere around Earth Day, which is the 22nd, double 11s, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you, you did, did the math? Yeah. It's like, just Google it. No, I... 90 days from I, today. I counted forward on my... Oh, 
yeah, I guess I could have done that. <laughs> but anyway, so I did the hard part. I went, I counted it physically, <laughs> and it landed One, near the 22nd. I was like, oh, that would make sense. But now you're saying nuclear. <laughs> what? That was just hilarious. Nuclear. Nuclear. Yeah, it's a whole body thing. You have to get your whole body, head, and chest. (laughs) (laughs) Now that there's a chance of a nuclear (laughs) destruction, not even destruction, it's just a, what would you call that? Public service announcement? I'll tell you this, dude. I don't care if there's a a nuclear service announcement because I got all that shit turned off on my phone. I have been woken up too many times by Amber Alerts for old people in the middle of the night. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So no more. I get no broadcast anymore. Don't care. I can see the weather out there. Don't care because the chemtrail pilots are bringing it anyway. So When you're in, in, at work in a big office, that one of those comes through, it's just 900 crazy. people. It's crazy. <laughs> like across the whole thing. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It's like a wave because other service providers yeah. get it later. I'm always the guy that it never goes to my phone and everybody else got it. And I'm like, man, you suckers. And then later that night, I'm sleeping, dead sleep. And then all of a sudden, it hits my phone at 2 o'clock in the morning. Did Do you, I guess. Somebody's going to drive over our fire. Probably. <laughs> danger, danger. <laughs> wave it off, wave it off. <laughs> I was just thinking about when you were doing that whole body movement. Yeah. You need to have a... This, this is where it would have paid like off Jones. to have a video podcast. Oh, true. Yes. But with our faces blurred out. No, we just wear paper bags on our heads. Oh, that'd be way cooler. That would be cool. Be yeah. kind of hot, though. Well, we just have to be naked anyway, so... Yeah. It's, At least no shirts. even it out. No shirts is cool. I'm good with no shirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wear white beaters anyway. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wear black white beaters. I yeah. wear white 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 beaters. I'm just saying. Go see. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. What brand? Hanes. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No. I have Hanes ones, but I also have, uh, what are these called? I can't even remember. Loser. I got Hanes and Lucky Lucky, like the fancy brand, like Lucky Genius, you look dude. Like shit, dude. That's just my normal face. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky brand jeans, dude. They sell them at TJ Maxx. Aren't those like in wife beaters? Dollars? Yeah, but they're only like seven dollars for a three pack of wife beaters. Seems kind of steep. I have to wear them because if I don't, my gun wears out my shirts like super fast. I don't know. My gut wears mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a little little belly button see through. Audi coming trying through. To, trying to look out here. What's going on over there? What's going on? <laughs> got a shirt in front of me, but it's, <laughs> it's like plants, dude. It's got to grow out to the sun. <laughs> ah, anyway, we've been high and right for a minute. Mm-hmm. So why do we have a campfire today, boys? Inside Studio G, which is live, by the way. Studio G with a campfire. Yes. We're talking scary stories. Smoke's coming my yeah, way. Yeah, smoke always falls the ugly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're going to make some s'mores over this fire here in a little bit, too. 
cooking some hot dogs. Here we got what? cheese dogs down there. Just a second. Since it's scary to- story night. Oh, great. Uh-oh. What's he got now? Or turn out the lights? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> turn out the lights. Yep, and now he's naked. Nice. We were talking, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Microscopic. Not, yeah. Not <laughs> mini sausages. <laughs> I was going to say the ones that you put in the um, barbecue sauce. The oh, minis. Mini, little smokies. <laughs> yeah, little smokies. <laughs> Babies are tiny. <laughs> so today, Better studio. That. <laughs> yep. So today in Studio G, stump pack. <laughs> episode forty-five. We're uh, we're gonna talk about some strange disappearances. So we had to cue up the old fire because that makes it just. We went old school and used yeah. rocks and shit. We used rocks, lint. Belly button. Belly button stuff. <laughs> what else? Paper. Sticks. Paper. Sticks. Kindling. And what? Kindling. Kindling. And white gas. So I have a story about that when I was in Scouts. We were uh, we were camping, and uh, my dumbass went ahead, and this was like in the 90s when, the early 90s when Yogging suits were still cool. Yogging? Jogging. Oh, jogging. Okay. You know, you had to have like the purple pants with like the, I think these ones had like a yellow, fluorescent yellow like stripe running across like the leg. Windbreaker. Windbreaker style. pants, yep. And okay. then the windbreaker jacket. So it's like, yeah, this is oh, cool. Yeah. She's badass. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you go, <laughs> air like you coming. Snow pants all year round. <laughs> yeah, but they're not warm. No. At all. They break the wind. Yeah, they break the wind and they're for break dancing, but that's about it. So we're up there. I can't remember. Pants. Yeah, kind of like parachute <laughs> pants, but not as cool. I can't remember where we were camping, but this dude, we had a decent sized fire going, and it was kind of starting to kind of die out. And so one of the guys got a bright idea, and he's like, "Oh, here, hold on, let me just throw some white gas on it." And I was kind of sitting in the front of the fire and so we're like yeah sounds good man go for it troy so he takes like a a little like half of a water bottle i think it was like a mountain dew bottle and cut it in half pours like a cup of <laughs> white gas in this thing and just launches it onto the fire it's like <laughs> and of course me sitting there in windbreaker pants those things just went <laughs> 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 so like the old inside of the thigh or the, the inside of the thigh the inside of my calf was like just literally just went shriveled back and was gone dude. shorts dog <laughs> and those were the only pants I had and it was cold out it's gonna be hot tomorrow <laughs> well, good thing I only brought good thing I packed light and only brought one pair of windbreaker pants <laughs> but yeah we, we went camping once with uh steamroller steve and his crew long time ago and everybody was partying and shit in the middle of at night and everybody's throwing i think somebody threw a glass bottle and a booze and it exploded mm. like after it was empty but it exploded and shit and like oh, yeah that's funny so everybody's like let's throw more well steve goes you guys think that's funny watch this and threw in this uh case of like bullets oh no and then everybody sitting there looked at it like 
oh fuck and everybody took off running and hid behind shit and he fucking comes walking out and it was just all empty shells oh that's awesome <laughs> but everybody fucking shat and gat <laughs> you think that's cool check this out bitch <laughs> and then Jimmy poured gas on the fire caught his jacket on the oh, fire that's right Lamberson yeah yeah I remember him and I got in a fight with him. And Luke got in a fight with that him. That same night? Yeah. yeah. He had a rough weekend. <laughs> Did you whip his ass? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. He, wrecked, he wrecked his motorcycle in the side of his truck. <laughs> blew up the engine in his dad's motorcycle. <laughs> caught himself on fire. Got beat up. Got stung by a bunch of bees. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love camping. <laughs> Great things these, always happen. These days, I'm a little bit more of a fan of glamping, but... What's that? It's like glamorous camping or something. It's like where you like camping style, dude. Like, like in a yurt or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've never done it. It just sounds something cool. comfortable. Something comfortable, yeah. A sleeping bag on the ground. Dude, I saw a couple of years ago, I had some friends from Seattle, and uh, every year, every year we'd go meet outside of Snoqualmie Pass, and we'd do like a man camp thing. And so we get out there, and uh, me and my buddy, who's he's missing his leg, and uh, so him and I are in the tent, and everybody else was packed into my buddy's trailer, like the fifth wheel, and I was like, ah, that's cool, man, I don't want to sleep in a fifth wheel anyway, we're camping, and so as soon as it got dark, we're like laying there, and I could hear the freeway, and I'm like, does this even count as camping if you can hear the <laughs> yeah, freeway? It's like... <laughs> all night long. I was like, bro, this ain't camping, dude. This is like being homeless. It's like being, <laughs> being in your back fucking yard. Okay, well. <laughs> Gonna save nine hours. Yeah. I was like, this is lame, bro. Anyway. Oh, and then also we found that dead dog. On that trip, I don't like dead Were you dogs. There? I don't know. I went with. I don't remember that one. Jimmy and Eric, and I think Rick. There was that poster up that somebody had lost a dog, and we were out just driving around and found a dead. Uh, what are those dogs? Dog. The ones with the bug eyes. <laughs> Pug. Yeah. yeah. I hate pugs. Dude. Kenny had a bug. What? I don't know. Some people might like pugs. Oh, yeah, I love pugs. They're cool. I just didn't like Kenny's pugs. It was mean. Mean little bastard. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that one, actually. Yoda? Yeah. Yeah, he was I a do bastard. I, I think I went over there with you one time. Yeah. yeah, I remember he was a bastard. His dog was a bastard. Yeah. Anyway. I remember that. So today we're going to talk <clears throat> about a couple strange disappearances that happen to happen when you're in the outdoors, so... If you like to hunt, fish, or just go camping, keep these stories in the back of your mind because you never know. Even whilst glamping. While glamping could be your time. Do you want to start it off or you want me to? Sure. Sure what? (laughs) Sure, Dealer's choice. (laughs) Sure, Let's play spin the bottle for that. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have a bottle. We got a pen. Never mind. Oh. Why don't you guys just take your clothes off and wrestle? Yeah, just wrestle. <laughs> I'll throw some liquid D on yeah. you. If you can beat me, you can go. Um, how about you go ahead and go? All right. 
So I first heard of the missing 411, I think it was in 2015 or 2016. And um, the dude that um, does that, his name is David Pleites. He's a retired uh, police detective out of uh, San Jose. It's kind of a big deal, right? Like it seems like seems he's like like got a, a like a legitimate yeah. following, a legitimate yep. He's set up. And I can't remember how many books he's done. Um, Not but as he's many got, as me. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> three documentaries. They're all those are pretty good. Um, and he's always on um, coast to coast. I love coast to coast. Only when it was Art Bell, George Norrie's kind of mm. he's kind of a turd. We've seen yeah. him live. Yeah. He likes to sing. Ugh. <laughs> He's always in a jackpot with the Eddie money. <laughs> Take me home tonight. Eddie I don't want to let you go till I see the light. I know Eddie money died. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Dude, go ahead. He's awesome. <clears throat> so one of the first stories I heard uh, him talking about that was just like, <clears throat> whoa, what the fuck, was... Um, <laughs> That'd have been a good video cast right there. (laughs) (laughs) This it was a story about this family that uh, rented a cabin, and always uh, a bad idea. They had it was uh, mom, dad, and two kids, and they were going to go walk down. I I can't remember if it was just like a hiking trail or there was a lake close by, and so they started heading down this trail, and one of the kids didn't have their shoes on they're like no you need to go get shoes on and they're hippie you can't leave your fucking shoes on yeah and so they're stinging nettle dog (laughs) they're at this trail they could see the cabin and the kid that didn't have the shoes on ran back to the cabin saw the kid go inside never saw saw him again he just went in the cabin and was gone was gone they never found him they never found him. No. Wormhole. And so I was Straight like, up. what the fuck? That's crazy. And so I started listening to a bunch of those. Um, and he had uh, he'd started this project from... Um, he was doing uh, kind of like his own investigation on something. I think it was in uh, Yellowstone National Park. And he had a couple of park rangers come up to him after he'd been... park ranger now? (laughs) (laughs) Can we get your autograph, man? (laughs) So these uh, rangers came up to him um, kind of off the record and said, Hey, you need to... We know what you're looking for, but there is tons of these in our park. And we know guys across the country that run into the same stuff. And so he was like... Oh, that's interesting. Ended up, you know, calling the National Park office or whatever, uh, trying to get a list of missing people in national parks. And he was told that they don't keep a record of people that go missing in parks. Bad Uh, business. (laughs) And if they did, it would cost him... Buffalo. Like $1.4 million to get a list like that. And so he's like, How about $787 million? Yeah. Also, watched Cocaine Bear this weekend. It's awful. (laughs) Sounds stupid. Stupid. So, 
anyway, he, he, you know, was like, okay, there's something going on here. If, like, the largest law enforcement agency in the country doesn't keep track of this, what the hell's going on? So he started looking into it and was, went back decades in missing persons cases and started developing, like, his little profile of what cases would be considered as, you know, true missing mm person's cases and so he had these profile points of like you know if it's a group of people the person that goes missing they usually separate from the group and something happens just like a horror movie <clears throat> yep yeah never run back upstairs ever. always be yeah. in teams and swim buddy there was <laughs> um poop buddy close to the place where the person goes missing oh, my hand <laughs> There's granite boulder fields. Um, when search parties come out, canines either can't <clears throat> find a scent or the scent they find is only in the area where the person went, was last seen. Like, there, there's nothing going out from that, that point. Hmm. Um, there's usually a sudden change in weather either right when that person goes missing or when the search starts. Wormhole. Mm-hmm. Um, Satellite falling on you. Another thing that in his newest documentary that he had realized after all these years and looking at it, that a lot of the people that go missing have uh, German heritage. No way. We'd be screwed. Yeah. And a lot of times Video these game. are really experienced uh, outdoorsmen um, or hunters. Mm. Um, Not me. Me either. The cases where they do find people, they're missing their clothes, Mm. or clothes are on them but are inside out. What? Yeah. Uh, And... um, Sometimes these things happen. Yep. And then, like... No underwear. (laughs) Water is in close vicinity, but... Smiley face killer. In the wilderness, there's kind of water everywhere, mm-hmm. unless you're in the desert. Or it's like yeah. a, uh, what do you call that? A element? Yeah, I'm ghost. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, conduit. A trigger mm-hmm. for things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew that. Probably a conduit for I was just going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> um, other times, uh, there's been cases where they do find the person that was missing they have no recollection of what happened um on one of the coast to coast ones i listened to he said one of the kids that went missing was talking about how um he was like where they found him he was like herded there by animals in the forest that like protected him and okay, shrooms. Like seeing <laughs> glowing eyes in the forest yep. and shit at night. Don't eat the mushrooms that grow out of the yeah, poop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, normally when you're a kid and you see glowing eyes, you're just like, okay, I think I'm just not going to go that way. <laughs> Naga. Naga. Happened to me a bunch, <laughs> so <laughs> not going to go that way. Um, but, yeah, so, like, there was other people saying that animals carried them 
away. Just a bunch of really bizarre shit. Um, and let's see here. That's kind of his background and where most of these stories came from, hmm. I think. Unless you had some other areas. On him? No, I didn't. No, uh-uh. I, I didn't watch any of the cast. I didn't watch any of the. I've seen some of those, but not those weren't the ones that I was going to talk about today. But yeah, it's just the missing people thing is so so strange. There was a, a, a kind of talked about it before we started, but a, a podcast that I used to listen to that they would talk about um, like random, like in the middle of a forest, there'd be like a stairway that went to nothing. Mm. That would be and weird. People would walk up it and. Disappear? Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Apparently it's a... Okay, first of all, thing, if I ever saw a random stairwell, stairway that went nowhere, I would not walk up it. In yeah. the forest. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently oh, there's a, a... What's up here? At least Unless a few I was with stories. a daikini. Yeah. Willow! <laughs> Mad Mod again! <laughs> ah, peck. Peck, 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 peck. But there's that that kind of goes in line with it where uh, that that one that I listened to said that there's been multiple reports of people that run into those and walk up it or I think there was one where a dude just reached out and then his arm got severed or something. What in the hell? So it did nothing. Yeah. There was one on, um, I think it was, I can't remember if it was. So he's got Missing 401, Missing 401, The Hunted, and then the newest one is Missing 411, The UFO Connection. I can't remember if it's on the second or third one, but this lady, she was in um, like a deer blind up in a tree, and this was in Ohio, and not too far from where she was, there was a high school, and the marching band was doing their practice. And when she's up in this tree, um, she just all of a sudden noticed the forest went completely silent and was like, what the hell's going on? And then looked over and she said it looked like there was a piece of, like a huge piece of saran wrap in the tree, like across from her. And she's like, what the hell is this? And then she could see it, it like reach out like an arm to the next tree and it went across into the next tree and she got her phone out and took a picture of it and then all of a sudden it was gone and she had kind of forgotten what happened and went home and you know they were talking about she was talking to her husband he was he's like a um, engineer and that was one of those all of a sudden yeah. She just remembered, Easy you know, I saw something weird in the tree and I took a picture of it. And so she gave uh, her husband her phone and he, you know, downloaded the pictures. And that one <laughs> picture was like some crazy, weird uh, pixel number that you can't change the set change in the settings on the phone. What the hell? And then just like zeroed out yeah the over at the high school while that was going on all these kids that were doing the uh practice for the marching band 
saw some weird light in the sky hmm. that was over where she was. Military and, experiments, yeah. dude. So that one was pretty weird. Like, wow. That is pretty weird. So the first real one I wanted to talk about, um, this one was a two-year-old boy um, in Ritter, Oregon. This one was in 1952. Um Easter Sunday, there was snow on the ground. Uh, they lived on a farm, so they had the main house and then barn. And the kid had, I think he had two older brothers. And the mom yelled out of the house, hey, dinner's ready. And so the kids came out of the barn. And the two-year-old, instead of going to the house, he like ran around the barn to come to the house but never came to the house. And so they went out looking for him, couldn't find him. Um, They saw tracks for a little bit, and then they kind of went away. And he ended up being found 19 hours later. And um, kind of as the crow flies, he was eight miles away. Hmm. But the route that he took, he like left from the barn kind of like at 12 o'clock went three miles but that was like uphill through barbed wire fences through brush all this shit and then went another five miles to like the nine o'clock which ended up being with the elevation change and all that uh like 13 miles and they found him had his coat off had his hat off face down in the snow he wasn't dead and he doesn't know how he got there because um, I think this they did this one in his first documentary and had Les Stroud the survivor man guy try to do that walk and see how far he could get in that time frame and um, he was just on that first trip out from the barn going up the hill and through the brush and everything he's just like dude why would a two year old put this much effort into going in the opposite direction of the house yeah like, up a hill like that yeah in the snow and everything so that one was he had no idea how he got up there there was no um he doesn't remember taking his coat off or his hat off. So he wasn't in cold weather clothing? He had a, a jacket, a like a beanie, pants, and then these really shitty boots. He still has all that stuff, too. He oh, he's a, still alive, then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, he, was, he was in the videos, like, yeah, this is the coat I was wearing, this is the hat, mm-hmm. and he said, you know... It was like quick thinking to save all that stuff for yeah. seventy years. Yeah, <laughs> uh, time to get pretty DNA tested. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, was like, damn, that is crazy. Because commitment, dude. Having having kids when they're two years old, they'll run like you know twenty feet and just be, hmm. I'm done. You I know mean, that we don't. Yeah, we yeah. do not know that. So. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. Like, crazy. Do you want to do a swap off? Yeah. 
So the first one I was going to talk about was uh, old Kenny Veach and M Cave in, uh, in Las Vegas, or outside of Las Vegas, Nevada. So Kenny Veach was a 47-year-old Nevada hiker. <clears throat> he had been exploring the Nevada desert for like 20 years. Was known to go like literally out in the middle of the wilderness by himself, no GPS, no compass, and he would just kind of wander all over the Mojave Desert, all over that, you know, southern Nevada range, test range, south of the test ranges, and he would just explore, like find caves, uh, go into every cave that he would find, that he would find. Spelunker. He was a spelunker, and uh, he had been doing that for, like I said, like a long time, kind of had, like that was his, what he was known to do on the weekends, that was his stress relief his hobby or whatever to go out and just kind of you know literally hike to the top of a mountain with nothing sleep under the stars in the clothes that he had or very you know very minimal and then hike his way back so very weird guy i mean i guess that's cool to some people like but i wouldn't fuck with that not to me especially (laughs) not in like desert areas where there's like tons of Snakes. rattlesnakes and yeah, all kinds scorpions. of scorpions and bro dude i slept outside in outside of phoenix one time on a cot i was worried because there's like tarantulas out there Fuck and then that. there's yeah so we're sleeping on cots you know up, up, up off the ground and the wild burrows will keep you up at night hee-hawing all night <laughs> you're like dude shut up all night long those bastards just go I didn't even know they had that shit there. Me like either. Wickenburg out that area? No clue. And then Never it was been. Like, yeah. Anyway, don't go. <laughs> Ain't cool enough. So um, in 2014, Kenny Veach had left a comment on a YouTube video that somebody had posted about Area 51. Somebody had posted this video about Area 51, and he had left in a YouTube comment talking about how he had found a perfectly M-shaped cave out by Nellis Air Force Base. And he said that when he started to enter the cave, that his entire body started to like vibrate. And that the deeper that he went into the cave, the more intense the vibrations became. So he got scared and he backed out, didn't go any further and he left. So he had he had mentioned that in the in the comments on YouTube and then a bunch of people blew him up. Uh, you know, urging him to go back, but this time take a camera, videotape it, post it on YouTube, because he would do that sometimes where he would go on these extreme hikes. He would do some video, some commentary, and post it. So that's kind of what he was known for. So everybody was like, after they heard the M Cave story, and they were like, dude, you got to go back out there. You got to do that again and video it so we could see, you know, and this and that. So uh, he decided that he was going to go out and do that it's this time he was going to take it take the camera post it he didn't use gps like i said in the past hikes so but he believed that m cave was uh south of sheep mountain which is like south of area 51 so he decided hey i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do it i'm gonna take my camera i'm gonna videotape this thing so he grabs a pistol puts it in his open carry takes his camera goes out this weekend films himself trying to find it he walks around for like 10 hours can't find it 
So he comes back and he posts the video on YouTube of him trying to find the, the M cave and talks about, you know, hey, I don't know, you know, I walked all over this area, couldn't find it, blah, 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 this and that and the other. And someone commented on that video telling him not to go back to M cave and to be careful if he found M cave and to not go back in it because if he did, he would never come back out. So he asked the commenter, he added another comment, why would I not be able to come back out? And there was no comment on the video or on that comment. So it was just kind of like they didn't, whoever left that comment didn't answer. So the next weekend, November 10th, 2014, he decided to go back out. This time he never returned, he never came back. They've never found his body, <clears throat> never found his clothes, never found anything. He had gone out that time without a camera, supposedly, but he had taken his pistol and had taken his cell phone. A search party, after you know being missing, his girlfriend had called the police and kind of explained what he was about and you know where he was going, what he was doing. So they sent a search party out there. They never found him, but they did find his cell phone near an abandoned mine shaft, but they haven't found anything else. So there's like theories out there, man, on like what happened to him. And his girlfriend's theory is that he committed suicide because I guess according to her, he was having some financial troubles. Uh, he was battling with severe depression, things like that. And so she believes, Fetternick. huh? Fetternick. Fetternick, yo. So she believes that he went out there and ended up killing himself. Um, kind of weird though that his they body wouldn't find anything yeah, else. Body wouldn't be found. Gun would be found. Nothing would be found. Um, you know, some people kind of theorize that he, you know, got lost out there, died of exposure. Maybe an animal got his body. Um, mm -hmm. Could be. Could like. Could likely happen. Well, if he was financial shit, maybe faked his death to start over yeah just walk down to old mexico yep <laughs> hitchhiking to tj going to tijuana starting over boys <laughs> going out for a pack of cigs yep. <laughs> pack of cigs and hooker <laughs> so i don't know donkey show yep donkey show <laughs> watch me one of them donkey show yep <laughs> nobody knows what happened to this dude man i mean mm -hmm. he just up and vanished 2014 never no signs of him there's some people that theorize that Kenny Beach found M Cave. And that he went in M Cave and never came back out. I think I'd fuck around with that. Huh? If you came across the cave like that and it was doing all this weird shit, it's like, how could you not go in and be like, what the fuck is going on in here? So that was what, there was a lot of people that had posted comments on the story that this had come out on that I'd seen on YouTube. And there's a bunch of it. You can YouTube search Kenny Veach. It's V-E-A-C-H, I believe. Um, th and there's there's been people that have written some articles about him in some magazines or some online uh, periodicals or whatever, blogs, things like that. But there are people that th were saying that they thought that the vibration thing that was coming out of M-Cave was some, since it was close to Area 51, was some kind of like a, you know, like some kind of a 
warning weapon system to like, keep people away mm. from going down in there because maybe that cave sonic weaponry yeah because maybe shit. that cave if you spelunk down far enough would pop out you know in area 51 or something like that Whoa. Or like um, a vent shaft for or something. Yeah, vent shaft for some underground test site or something mm-hmm. that's going on. Um, and to keep people out of that, you would use some subsonic sonic weaponry or something yeah. like that, yeah, like, like 5G. The, like the shit in Cuba or whatever. Yeah. They did. Havana syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just missed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who I was for a half hour. <laughs> Another hair. Another yeah. one of the um, uh, profile points was no signs of animal predation. Yeah. So um, when they do find clothing that, or search the area where the person went missing, there's no signs of like blood or struggle kind of stuff or yeah. shreds of clothing, anything like that. Yeah, super, just like super weird, right? Somebody just is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was obviously some, that just to wrap it up on Kenny Beach, but there were some ser- theories that maybe he got too close to M-Cave and people think that the old government swooped in and snatched him up and mm. he's snatched in Gitmo. A, snatched up a nobody. But, you know, I, I just don't see that being one of the, I don't see that being a possibility, you know. I don't really see the suicide thing either because I think, why would you go that far away to commit suicide? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just seems kind of weird because at that point you don't really care. And most people that do commit suicide like that, they don't go so far out that they don't want to ever be found again. They just go out far enough that they're not going to be found by like loved ones. Mm-hmm. It's just some rando who just walks over and oh, dude, found a guy with a head blown off and a shotgun. You know, mm-hmm. tied so to a tree, no gun, yeah, no gun, <laughs> shot in the back of the head, hanging, hanging from suicide. his bathroom, <laughs> easy. So. I don't know. I don't know what happened to Kenny Beach. I mean, I got theories that maybe he, you know, got too close to the cave or got in the cave or maybe he maybe he went down f- further in M Cave as far as he could. Maybe it started messing with him, sent him into a seizure or something like that, and then he just crashed out and, you know, died right there. Mm. You know, who knows? Who yeah. knows? It's weird. Yep. So. Well. Your story, dog. second one that I had, um, this one was a hiker. I don't remember a whole lot of the specifics, like where it was, how old the guy was, or anything like that. Um, But this one was uh, an experienced hiker. He went missing. Um, Search and rescue was activated. Um, They came into the area, set up their, um, like, base camp or whatever, and then you know, mapped out their search grid and went and did their, um, I don't know, they did like the kind of north to south in the search grid in this section, in this section, in this section, and then they'll do uh, east-west in each one of those sections. Mm -hmm. So they spent, I think it was three days out there, you know, going back and forth from the base camp into the search area every day, search crews like walking over this log coming back out walking over the same log the last day they go in do their search they're coming back out and the hikers laying on the log that uh they've been crossing <laughs> all those days <laughs> what you guys doing out here for sake just step over this body just yeah. use the was log. he dead yeah oh he's dead yeah oh even better yeah 
and there was no um, apparent sign of or, or cause of death. Just dead on a log. Yep. Squatch dog. Yeah. Yeah. You got raped to death. <laughs> death by squatch cock. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a thing. Up at the uh, cabin, talking about squatch and. <laughs> I bet it's like cord oil. <laughs> Are you done yet? There we go. Okay. Anyway. But that was that was what I could remember of that one. Yeah. That one was a, a pretty weird one because like Yeah. Dude, you're going across the same thing with and he was under the log or in on it on top of it he was just laying on top of it with how who knows how many search people but that almost sounds to me like inside job foul play i don't know if it was search or searcher people but the dude would had been killed somebody knew about the search efforts and things like that and then went and put him back in the search area but there's, days later. there's also a lot of those where they'll find the body years after the search crew has been in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one of a young kid. I think he was three um, over, I think it was in Colorado. And he went off to this big, I can't remember what it's called, Big Something Trail. And he took off down the trail never saw him again they brought out search crew they searched for i think it was um eight days never found him there just happened to be a huge um boulder field on one side of the trail three years later some hikers were on that and we're like oh let's let's hike up that get to the top found one of the kids shoes sitting up there it looked brand new and then they found his clothes up there and they're just like it took us I think it took them like five hours to climb this thing and like a two or three year old they're like there's no way a two or three year old could have climbed this field in time to be out of sight of the people looking for him in that immediate area that's like that Dior Koontz the same thing when he went missing in uh, East Idaho a couple years ago. He was. It was um, like a turnaround. I think he was the first case they talked about on the second, hmm. the second uh, documentary. Yeah, but there's a bunch in Idaho. Um, yeah, out in uh, Craters of the Moon. That one lady got there. lost out there a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and they found her. Like yeah, she did. Yeah. It was in the middle of summer or something. Yeah, they found her, like, not even, like, a mile. From, it was, like, a half a mile from the parking lot. It was, like, really close. Yeah. yeah there was... Stay on the paths, people. Two, yep. two old ladies that went missing out there that yeah. they never found. Um, oh, they didn't find them. This was, like... Before that. Before. I, yeah, I remember one about two old ladies also. But, yeah. yeah. Crazy shit. Yeah, dude. Don't do another one. That was kind of a shorty. Yeah. Um, (laughs) 
That's what she said. Shorty, but fatty. Um, <laughs> short and skinny. Yeah. It's like you said, maybe short, but sure is skinny. Sure is skinny, boy. <laughs> so the last one I got, uh, this one was um, a hunter in British Columbia. Ah, Canadians, eh? Yeah. Um, his, his name was uh, Ray Salmon, experienced hunter, um, and uh, he went um, up to this lake that him and his wife had gone to multiple times. Um, and so he goes up to this lake, has the camper trailer or in, in bed camper on his truck, has his um, raft, two dogs with him, goes up to his camp spot, talked to his uh, one of his friends on the phone that you know the next day he was going to come down the lake and pick him up in the raft and they were going to go look for some um, old mine shafts. Never a good idea, by the way. It's the start of every horror movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, his friend never gets a call. The RCMP shows up at his wife's house asking if she knows where he's at. And she's like, yeah, he's up at this lake. Went up camping. And is there something wrong? I'm like, oh, no, nothing to worry about. So they find his truck find his boat in the camper his two dogs are locked inside of it and his guns are gone and he's gone and so search and rescue gets called out and while they're you know kind of getting their bearings on the campsite the RCMP SWAT team shows up mm. and totally normal yep yeah. so I thought that was weird, and then, then when I rewatched it, across the lake, there was um, like a graduation party going on, and somebody at the party said that somebody was shooting at them. So that kind of made sense why they would send, you know, a law enforcement agency out, but their search stuff didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, the SWAT team told the search and rescue they needed to stay on, you know, kind of the lake side, and they're going to go search the the heavy bush. They had all their <laughs> had all their rifles with them and everything, and went off into the the trees. Told the um, search and rescue guys, "Do not come over here. You just." stay over there you they had, stay. Yeah. Stay. They had helicopters going around the lake um, and I think the helicopter saw the guys close which is kind of weird because they were folded up on a log underneath some brush and the helicopter spotted it yeah eagle eye yep <laughs> Yeah. This is Task Force One. We have found Walter. Yeah. And so <laughs> after after they find the clothes, then SWAT team guys come out and go, yeah, it's unsearchable over there. Don't even worry about it. And they left. Um, they found with his clothes, they found his rifle. But 
after the SWAT team guys left, search and rescue went over and searched anyway. And nine miles from his truck up the mountain, they found his nine millimeter. Mm. And but then you know another, I think it was like three or four hundred yards down from his campsite was where they found all of his other belongings. So never found him. They never found him. Maybe he wasn't shooting at the party. He was shooting at something else. Aliens. Squatch dog. Squatch dude. You never know. Yetis. Yeah. We don't know. Never found him. And um, that guy and his wife had seen UFOs before at another, I think it was at a different lake. They had watched a UFO, like, going around doing all sorts of crazy shit. Hipping shitties. <laughs> she said they they watched it for, like, 10 or 15 minutes. And then it went away, and, yeah. So maybe they marked him and were like, get you Mark! <laughs> it's weird that he folded up his clothes and put them under the log and then continued, and then they found his gun up the hill from that, like further away. His uh, nine millimeter was up on the hill, so like if you're looking from the front of his truck, it was like nine miles up on top of the mountain there. But his clothes were down, and his clothes and his rifle were like out the passenger side, like three or four hundred yards down from the truck. Now I have heard situations where people get hypothermic. Mm-hmm. That they'll start like stripping off their clothes because they feel like they're on fire, like their skin's burning. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they find people without their clothes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yep. I tell it's you what. Or raped to death. <laughs> I actually just rewatched the original Predator, and this reeks of alien invasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hunters. I ain't got time to bleed. That's right. And the. Uh, Search and rescue guys um, brought out their uh, track dogs. No scent trail, nothing. <laughs> That's a dur predator. A dur. What was One thing. See around. Yeah. See you around. That is a pretty good movie. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Started Predator 2. It's not very good. That sucked. So did the new one. Mm. Gray. It's awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Is that all you got on that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just wild, dude. So, uh, the one I've got here is the Dyatlov Past 9. It's a good one. It is a good one. So 1959, this took place in like January 1959 in the Western Soviet Union. Nine hiking and uh, a nine person hiking slash ski team, cross country ski team uh, with eight men and two women. Math in the workplace, I understand that eight plus two equals ten, but this is the Dyatlov, Dyatlov, Dyatlov nine. Okay, I get it. Don't worry, people. We'll get to that in a minute. So there was in this team, as they started out, they were a, an expedition hiking team. 
there was eight men, two women. Uh, they were going to take a train to the Ural Mountains in the Soviet Union to do this expedition hike, uh, cross-country skiing, like thing that was going to take a couple weeks across like the Western Soviet Union, like Siberia area, which to me sounds crazy to want to go through hiking and camping in Siberia in <laughs> January, but apparently these Russians are hardcore. Taking so vodka, you're good. Yeah, though. no thanks, dog. <laughs> um, the leader of the party was uh, Igor Datlov. So a few days into the trip, one of the guys, a dude named Yuri Yudin, started feeling sick and then decided that he was going to head back while the nine continued. So now you have nine people left it started out with 10. Uh, like I said there was eight men two women so the two women continued on one dude left so um, the group was like journaling and photographing the trip and then like halfway through the trip they decided that they were going to set up a camp they were going to stop set up a camp at Dead Mountain which is like they were going to be close to the peak which to me I'm like dude that seems like a bad idea to be camping or stopping anywhere near something called Dead Peak or Dead Mountain, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, horror movie? No, yeah. no. <laughs> so, a couple weeks later, none of their friends or family had heard from anyone in the group. So then a team of searchers decides that they're going to deploy to look for them. And the horror that they found. The horror. The horror. The horror. Are you an assassin? You have the right to kill me. <laughs> I have a dream. And the snail. But you have no right to judge me. <laughs> Across a razor blade. The horror. It's impossible for words. Anyway, that movie yeah. sucks. So, <laughs> the search team goes out. They end up locating what they think is the camp. Uh, the last camp near Dead Mountain. They find the tent partially buried in snow, and then near that, their gear is kind of found in a orderly placed fashion nearby. The tent is found cut open from the inside, and then there's nine sets of footprints leading away from the tent down the hill towards the wood line. So searchers go down, they follow the tracks, the tracks end up kind of like stopping halfway, and they're like, okay, well, probably snow blow over but they're they must have continued toward this wood line so the, the searchers keep continuing towards the wood line and under a large tree at the wood line they found what they believed was an improvised fire pit and near that there was two frozen bodies the bodies were found underdressed for the conditions so there was no pants they were wearing like uh under underpants like like a long base john's long john's yeah base layer no gloves no hat no jacket and estimated temperatures at, at the time were 30 below zero. So <laughs> semi-cold, you not know, too not, bad. not yeah, too I mean, bad, it's... but semi-cold, like, you know, probably like, you know, you know. You probably want at least shoes on. For yeah, probably. Like Picturing spies like us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that, you know, you know, a little bit of cold lips, no big deal. Not Frozen right. beard, no biggie. So they find three more bodies nearby, also underdressed for the conditions. And then uh, as they search more, they end up finding four more 
near a small hill and these bodies are under about nine feet of snow. The four that they found under the snow had suffered major injuries like fractured ribs, a fractured skull, and one of the women had a broken neck. Um, and this is where it gets kind of weird, where one of the women that they found was missing her tongue and the diaphragm of her mouth, and then two of the people were found missing their eyeballs. They just had gaping holes where their eyes were. So kind of strange, you know, that mm -hmm. those are the only organs that are missing is the tongue on one and then eyeballs on two of the others. Kind Obviously of strange. you're not a golfer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Totally normal. Um, then it gets a little bit more weird. Some of the clothing that was later, that those of the four that were found, some of the f clothing was found to be radioactive or more radioactive than probably most normal people's clothes. Um, the medical examiner report listed the cause of death as unknown compelling force which the hikers were unable to overcome. So very, very, very specific <laughs> in the cause of death. Um, and the four that were found under the snow were all believed to have died from their injuries and not from exposure. So theories about that there's some theories that in this case in particular that where they think that they had all been kind of drinking and partying in the tent and that there was a makeshift um, like oven heater heating stove unit inside the tent that had like a, a port that kind of came out to vent out all of the the smoke inside that from out from the tent from the fireplace outside and they think that potentially that had been knocked loose and then the tent had filled full of smoke potentially or that there had been a fire in the tent because there was injuries found with some of them that were consistent with burns fire burns and that would have made sense that they were all underdressed because they were in the tent partying bedding down for the night and then suddenly there was a potential fire or smoke or Mass something like that is. trying to get out of that thing they cut the tent to get out and then they started running away from the thing down the hill the weird thing is is that the footprints appeared from the searchers to not have been in haste like they were walking at like a slow and steady pace like a normal pace going down towards the hill line not in like a panicked run mm-hmm um, I'm imagining in dead of winter in Siberia, there was probably like some howling crosswinds that were blowing some pretty serious uh, snow, snow drift. So maybe that's why they started making it down the hill line was to get to the, the wood line that they knew mm -hmm. was down there. Um, and then searchers and the, the medical examiner people kind of thought that they maybe fell, four of them fell off of a cliff or like a soft part in the snow and then had hit some rocks or something like that below the tongue thing does not make any sense really because it was just gone unless maybe she smacked her face on the ground and bit her tongue off I don't know but the diaphragm of it being gone and just it didn't really make sense that that was predatory like an animal because you would think that the animal would take more than just mm -hmm. yeah a fresh tongue like the organs, solid organs. 
yeah, like it would have been all the guts and, you know. So kind of weird that the eyeballs were just removed on the ones and then the tongue. Uh, maybe, I'm, th- I'm wondering, maybe there was some, maybe there was some cam- cannibalism. Maybe the two that were near the fire maybe lived a little bit longer. Maybe I'll try the tongue. Yeah, maybe I'll try an eyeball. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just really strange. Yeah. The radioactive shirt, they did tie that two of the dudes worked at some nuclear facility, nuclear facility mm-hmm. um, at some point, and that maybe their clothing was just radioactive. It's cool. No big yeah. deal. Didn't have a no lot of precautions back yeah. then. That was yeah. just their work shit. They're like, fuck, I'm running late. I got to get going. Yeah. Out of here, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a strange case. I don't really know theory-wise, what could have happened to them. I mean, there were people that theorized that maybe there was some kind of like a... It was in the height of the Cold War and maybe that there was some secret test stuff that was kind of done, you know? Don't know. I think one that I had read about it, too, was there was one about the... We were saying like a Yeti thing. People said that. And then that one I had read like a month ago or something. Something to do with there was supposed testing around that time to do with some kind of uh, like uh, chemical weapon retesting going on that made made him go crazy or some shit. Yeah. They did find four of the people that were found frozen nearby, not the four that had died, but four of the other ones that were found near the uh, makeshift fireplace did have alcohol on board in their system. So um, there was a broken tree branches on the tree that they were had the, the makeshift fire underneath. Somebody theorized that maybe they were trying to climb up the tree, trying to get away from something. Yeah. I don't really think so. I think that they're probably breaking anything, branches, to maybe try to start a fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- the whole thing is just odd. Very, very strange that they just kind of had this normal trip going on and then all of a sudden everybody's dead the f- being frozen to death obviously but the other injuries i don't know it is kind of weird because we did talk about the ufo episode uh where we talked about uh, or sorry the cattle mutilation episode where a lot of those cows were missing their organs and, and things like that eyes and eyes stuff. and the blood drained out of them mm-hmm. i don't know Maybe and there was also over in Russia. I can't remember the name of the fucking thing. Um, when was that? Fifty nine. I think this was like nineteen. Oh shit, I, I don't. I don't even want to say a date. But it was some deal that uh, it was like a some sort of um, atmospheric blast mm. that like just knocked down a shit ton of trees. I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, uh, Tunguska? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a big, yeah, that's a big one too. And I can't, I don't know how close that is to... To where this is, like Western Siberia. If that was possibly a thing. Yeah. Super, Uh, super strange, man. Yeah. Uh, And then the last one that I had for the night is, uh, took place in Northern California in 2011. This took place near near Fowler's Campground, which is by McLeod River, Mount Shasta area. 
This was a missing three and a half year old boy. The boy and the, the child and the parents were camping near, near Fowler's um, when the child went missing. Within about an hour of the child missing, they had called the sheriff's office and had amassed about 100 searchers, approximately 100 searchers in the area. Searching the area, and about five hours into the search, a deputy and a tracking dog ended up finding the boy not too far from where he'd last been seen. And the boy was hiding in a bush, asking for help. So the boy ends up being reunited with his parents. Um, authorities never questioned the boy. You know, it's kind of like a textbook. Hey, he was missing. We found him, and all's well. That ends well. Kid just kind of wandered off, and you know, no big deal. So the authorities weren't really interested in it being a potential missing person case. The kid was reunited with his parents, and everything's all good, right? Little kids wander off. So the grandma, a couple weeks later, about three weeks after he was found, grandma, her name was Kathy, who the boy uh, called uh, Grandma Cappy, started asking him what had happened. And the story that the boy told was just so strange. So the boy said that he didn't like the other Grandma Cappy, who had appeared out of nowhere and grabbed him and took him to this creepy place in the woods. So he was he claimed that he was with his parents camping and then this random bad grandma showed up and led him away from the camp towards this cave. Uh, she took him inside the cave where he ended up seeing all these old bags and old purses and old hunting rifles. And they were all stacked in this cave collecting dust covered in cobwebs and spiders and all this weird stuff. And the boy told his grandma that he realized that at this point, when he had been taken by his grandma, that this was not his real grandma who had taken him, but it was a fake grandma that he thought was some kind of a robot. He said that he realized she wasn't really his grandma when he noticed that her face was sparkling. And he thought that she was a robot. So he said that there were other people inside the cave that also looked like robots and that they were frozen in positions with their faces distorted in all these strange ways. Um, he said that his grandma, the fake grandma, then examined his stomach and tried to get him to take a crap on some sticky paper. Sticky paper? Yeah, like <laughs> some kind of like a sticky like fly paper. That he just described it as a sticky paper. Huh. So when he couldn't go to the bathroom, he couldn't do it. Um, the fake grandma ended up walking him out of the cave to a bush and then told him to hide there, and then that's where the searchers ended up actually finding him. So he was missing for about five hours and then was in the same spot that the fake grandma had taken him to. So the real grandma called the parents to see if he had been like watching any kind of like weird movies or TV shows that would have given him any of these ideas. Um, or influenced him in any way. Parents said no, um, and that that was the same story that he had told them that they thought was kind of weird. So this is where the story gets a little bit strange. About three weeks prior to the kid's disappearance, so three, three weeks after the kid's, three weeks prior to this conversation, the kid had gone missing. Three weeks prior to the kid going missing, the real grandma had been camping up in that same area. And she had blacked out 
and woke up at some point face down on the ground and then when she woke up she had like some kind of a puncture wound on the back of her neck she thinks that her going uh, that her blackout and puncture wound situation is somehow connected to the missing boy three weeks later but doesn't really know how there's people that kind of theorize that maybe she had been stung by a bee and had some kind of reaction or you know yeah was was that some kind of like a, a dna something extracting her dna super weird dude but Mm -hmm. the way that the kid described the dusty bags and the hunting gear all in the cave kind of like sitting there and then people with distorted faces dude it's weird man because there's a lot of people that go missing and their shit is never found and it should be Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yep a lot of the hunters that they talk about they never find guns never find backpacks Never find anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No clothing. I mean, sometimes they do, like mm-hmm. the one in Idaho, the Todd Hofflander story, where they ended up finding his shit like 10 years later, but mm-hmm. that's probably for a different day to cover that one. Yeah. But just really weird, man, how this kid, I mean, I don't have kids, you know, but you, you can always like tell that like, kids have wild imaginations. I remember when my brother was younger, he told some crazy stories. <laughs> But at the same time, I do know, having been around nieces and nephews, like, sometimes they don't lie. They just say whatever, you know, they just say the real thing, Mm -hmm. you know. So, I don't know. This one's just really strange, dude. Yeah. The people with distorted faces and being missing in a cave, yeah, just is so, so bizarre. I mean... Yeah. It makes me wonder if maybe, like, it goes back to, like, we were talking about, like, the Nephilim last year mm-hmm. on the third or fourth episode, whatever we talked about, and how we were kind of tying that to the dumbs and the underground mm-hmm. bases. Where was that one at? Huh? Where was that one at? This one was in Northern California near Mount Shasta. Let's go find it on the road. Let's on do the road shit. again. Yeah. Do a road podcast. Hell road yeah. Roadcast. Yeah, super weird, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. And it's it's creepy to me because I've been out, you know, camping several times. Like when I was in Scouts, or we'd go out and we did a fifty mile backpack backpack hike in uh, the Seven Devils, which is like, you know, pretty remote, dude. So, I mean, you're hiking for ten, you know, ten miles a day, five days, in order to do the full fifty miles, and it's you're in the, you're in there, dude. When you once you get in there. And we had one thing. I can't remember. We were at Baldy Lake. I think it was the first or the second night we had made it in. Probably 20, 10 or 20 miles. And uh, I was sleeping in a tent with my buddy and his dad. And I was socked out, dude. And then all of a sudden, sometime in the middle of the night, they grabbed a hold of me and yanked me into the middle of the tent. And they were like, shh, 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 shh. And I was like, what? Like, shh. Like, there's a bear outside the tent. And we could hear something rustling around outside the tent like in the camp and i was like oh dude we're gonna die out here man we we had that here happened to us when uh jake was really little me being steamroller we had a little two-man tent Mm -hmm. we were sleeping in that and jake and mom and dad were in the big tent this was up at bull trout 
and we were, me and Steve were going to sneak out and get some sodas out of the cooler in the middle of the night and like saw this huge shadow going behind the tent that Jake and my parents were in like jumped back in zipped it up and you could hear the footsteps and we had a glow stick hanging up and that thing started boom boom and we were just like we're dead <laughs> we're fucking dead <laughs> and then woke up to chipmunks running up one side of the tent and sliding down the other <laughs> did you guys find bear tracks in there mm-hmm. oh see on ours we did and it was actually deer mm-hmm. so there was like a bunch of deer shit out <laughs> so out of our campground close one boys yeah. but yeah we it was uh i mean it was sketchy for a second but I mean, when you we get out in the wilderness like that it's there can be some sketchy stuff we've been lost before out in the woods like in boy scout stuff and you didn't really there was not really an impact because it was like you know i was probably too young you know eighth grade ninth grade being like oh yeah we'll find our way out of here no big deal Mm -hmm. but then you hear stories like this and you're like damn dude Mm -hmm. and one of my buddies that i used to train jiu-jitsu with at my uh my old gym he him and my old instructor they went camping in olympia olympic or olympia national forest over in uh, washington Mm -hmm. the one that's up northeast of seattle northwest of seattle i think it's olympic national forest i think so it's the rainforest looking one but anyway uh he told me that they camped in there and he's like i'll never camp there again he's like dude like Blair Witch, shit you're turned around bro he said no he just said that the stuff that you hear at night is is insanely creepy like he was like yeah after that trip i believe in yetis and sasquatch like the the stuff we heard all night long was not animal and not human. Hmm. I don't know, dude. On the last um, documentary he put out, he talks to, you guys know the Sierra Sounds recording, the Bigfoot thing? Oh, yeah. Where they're like, it almost sounds like a Japanese movie. He talks to the guy that recorded that, went to the camp with him, and... He was this dude was telling him about all the weird shit. Um, saw like he said it looked like a lightsaber going through the woods, mm. and it like just creeped through like around their camp and then disappeared. Mm. And then, as a footnote on that documentary, they said in those huge wildfires in 2018 in California. Mm-hmm burned everything around where that camp is the camp didn't burn camp didn't burn Mm. shocker yeah i don't know dude i think it ties back to what we talked about on that episode with the nephilim Mm -hmm. i think it does because like that a lot of that stuff that we talked about the pan pan grotto you know like the that was all like forest creature type of stuff and then um also going back to mount Hermon Mm -hmm. in you know jordan israel area where you had supposedly the watchers and that that was like allegedly at the time of noah and his grandfather i think is lamech or his father was lamech grandfather methuselah so in the biblical line i think that's the line of methuselah lamech noah but anyway and then they i think that they're they're all from the lineage of enoch but i can't remember where enoch's at in that lineage but supposedly mount Hermon 
that was the the gateway to hell and that's where the watchers were trapped under so i don't know man i just find that there's all these strange occurrences all kind of have to have like this demonic type of feel or vibe to it i hope when you find the gateway to hell it sounds like thriller that's pretty good cast. I think we made it an hour and thirty. What do you guys think? Pretty good. The campfire. We're gonna have to figure out a way to put the campfire out in here, but I'll piss on it. Yeah, I'll piss on it too. You guys got anything? Just a huge boner. And I gotta piss. It's that extra the 19 D. Ouncer. It's that ah. extra D is doing it. Did you finish that thing it. off? You oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, yourself, hold on. dog. Ah, killed it. Oh, Luke's chugging. Wait yeah. for me, dude. No. Wait for me. I'm gonna piss too. Okay. Short fight. <laughs> okay, no cast next week's people. We'll cast the week after. We'll come up with something cool. You guys, got any words of wisdom? Eat shit. Don't get lost in the <laughs> woods and get raped to your death by a Yeti. Pay attention to horror movies. Yes. Always. Don't do anything that they do. Always take a piss buddy, <laughs> a poop buddy, a swim buddy. Yeah. Stay in pairs. That way, that way two of you go missing and not just one. <laughs> Knock then, them all out. <laughs> yeah, then all you have to do is just outrun your buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's all I like to do. Luke, Luke you want to go camping next weekend? <laughs> Trip. <laughs> all right. Be cool. Stay in school. Later. Cheers. Later. Cheers.